0: said, child, I know you're sorry for all that you have done. Just reach to me, for I am the one, I am the one who died on the tree, I am the one who will stay.
1: You breathe. when
0: I heard you cry. Have mercy on me. I am the
1: one. I am the one. Good morning. Welcome to the Bethel Baptist Bible on Devotion Time. This is Pastor Donnie Shime of the Bethel Baptist Church here in North Wilkesboro, North Carolina. I want to welcome you today. Hope you're doing good this morning. Thank you for taking time to tune in with us for just a few minutes as we've been studying God's Word together. Been looking in the Gospel of Mark for some time now, and we've been dealing over the course of several days about the transfiguration of Christ. One of the most amazing subjects in our Bible is the glorified Christ who is seen by Peter and James and John on the Mount of the Transfiguration. Now, this morning, if you have a copy of God's precious word nearby, I want to encourage you to open up your Bible with me As I have my Bible here handed this morning, we're going to open it up to the gospel of Mark chapter number nine, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 14, and we'll try to finish up in verse number number 17 this morning, Lord willing. If you have your Bible nearby, again, let's look together and let's read from the precious word of God. Bible says in Mark chapter 9 and verse 14, and when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld, were greatly amazed and running to him, saluted him. Now I'll stop again right there. And with those two verses we looked at the last time we were together. And we're not going to spend much time here this morning other than to say that Jesus had come down from the Mount of the Transfiguration. And they were greatly amazed when they saw him. That phrase in verse 15 just jumps off the page to me and helps me to realize maybe perhaps there's more to that than just that statement of being amazed. And it could be that they they realized that there was something different about Jesus as he made his way towards them. And I believe that maybe perhaps some of his glory was still upon him at this moment. But nevertheless, whether you believe that or not, it's beside the point, but the Bible says that they were greatly amazed. And if you went with us the last time we were together, we looked at the different aspects of how that word in the Greek language is used only in Mark's gospel as well to describe uh, Christ Jesus. And it's amazing to me as I look at that and study the word of God, how real God's word is to us. But as we're thinking of this this morning, first of all, we see Jesus has come upon the scene and, and he observes what is going on during his absence. And when he comes back, he sees exactly what is going on right at that moment. As we think about that, Jesus comprehends, first of all, the weakness of the disciples. And he saw that they were there and they were being questioned. They were being tested by the scribes. And we know that the scribes had come from Jerusalem, not because that they were interested in Jesus, but quite the opposite, that they wanted to destroy Jesus. They wanted to have something to falsely accuse him of and so it was that they were there in the absence of christ the scribes began to question with no doubt a lot of trickery and deceit in their questions and they were trying to catch jesus in an offense something that they might have to accuse him and we see this in jesus realizing the weakness of his disciples the Bible says in verse 16, and he asked the scribes, what what question ye with them? Now, he knew the desire of the religious, and here it is that Jesus loved his disciples, and he came to their rescue. You see, the scribes were actually silent, as they seemed to have no reply to the Lord's question, and I'm glad that he can close the mouth of those who oppose the work of God. You know what? You and I, we have no power apart uh, from God against the wicked one of this world. But I'm glad that Jesus can rescue us when we get in those times that we need help. He's always available. And the scribes had to close their mouth at the Lord's question. They did not have a response and they were guarded in what they said as we look at that and we know that they were up to no good but he not only came to the defense of his disciples but he also comes to our defense as well when satan comes by and we we realize that just in time jesus comes to our rescue and he helps us secondly this morning not only jesus com- or co- comprehends the weakness of the disciples but jesus is called upon by a weary day If you'll notice in verse number 17, again in your Bible, and one of the multitude answered and said, Master, I have brought unto thee my son. You see, there was a father who was desperate, and we see the desperation of this father. The silence is now broken, and out of that crowd, that great multitude of people that was standing nearby, out steps a man with a broken heart and he's broken not over his own condition, but upon the condition of his son, and with that silence being broken, he's seeking help of Jesus, oh, that we, you and I, would see the need of our children and bring them also to the Lord Jesus. Can I say it this way? Jesus is the answer for all problems in life. He's the answer for all our troubles. He's the solution to your children's problems as well as your own. And I'm glad, thank God, that Jesus welcomes us to bring our children. And some of us have grandchildren. It would be good for us to bring our grandchildren unto him. That is my plea and my prayer that I live my life in such a manner that I bring others to him, be it my children, be it my grandchildren, be it the people that I pastor, the people that I contact, with, uh, come in contact with day in and day out. I want to see them brought to Jesus because I know that he is the help. And when we see the desperate need, we become desperate and we move upon that feeling. And we, we have that as our desire, our motivational factor if you will. And we need to do that. We need to bring others to him. But not only do I see the desperation of the father, but I see the description of the father's son. If you'll look in verse 17 again, and the Bible says, and one of the multitude answered and said, master, uh, which means teacher, I have brought unto thee my son, which, which hath a dumb spirit. So evidently, this boy had been captured by a demonic power and he had been left without the ability to speak. Verse 18, the Bible says, and wheresoever he taketh him, he teareth him and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth and pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out and they could not. As I look at this, I see the son's description and he is possessed by a demonic. Now the evil was leading him. That evil spirit that had possessed him was leading him that caused him to be destructive, to be dangerous, not only to others, but to his own self. As we think about that, to himself and to others. And then the word pineth away. It simply means to dry up and to waste away. Can you imagine the burden on this father as he sees his son who has been taken and possessed by a demonic causing him to do all these things, causing him to be led and not able to talk and to be led where the demonic would take him and to tear at him and and him foaming at the mouth and gnashing with his teeth. And simply wasting away to nothing. Evidently, it means that the boy would not eat because the spirit that held him captive. And then not only the son's destructive demonic possession, but lastly this morning, I want to, I want to give you this thought. The spirit that possessed him was greater than the disciples could cast out. And let me say this to you and I. Without Jesus, we are perilous over our enemy, and I'm glad today that I have Jesus, the Spirit of Christ, that lives within me, and I'm thankful for that today, and we should rejoice that we do have the power over the enemy. It's not anything that we do. Now, there's some, in even in Christianity, that preach and teach, and, and that you can you can use your own power and overcome the enemy. But we know better than that, because the only way that you and I will be an overcomer is to have the spirit of Christ living within us. And here it is that these men could not cast forth that demonic out of that young man because they were perilous, because Jesus was not with them. And let me say this quickly this morning in closing. One day, after a while, after Jesus had died and rose from the grave, and the Holy Spirit came and indwelt them on a permanent basis. He stayed within them, inside the believer. You and I have that same Holy Spirit. And the disciples then had the power To do mighty miracles. Amen. And because Jesus was not with them at this time, it was before Calvary. And so because the Lord was not there, they were perilous over their enemy. But with Jesus, we can do all things. And I hope and pray you'll take these truths and apply them to your life today. I'm glad that Jesus is in me and I am in Him. Well, may God bless you today. Lord willing, we'll be back again for another Bethel Baptist Bible Devotion Time. I was
0: lost in darkness When I began to pray Then Jesus came to me On that faithful day He said, Child, I know you're sorry Just breathe